You're listening to When Love Shows Up, weekly reflections on God's presence. I'm Philip Duvall, the rector of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you for joining us. Dear Paul, You told us that Jesus was coming back. You said he'd be coming back and making everything right. Jesus isn't back yet, and things aren't all right. Oh, and also, people are dying. People who believed in Jesus, believe that he was the Savior, and believe that he'd be back to make things right, are dying even though you said they'd be saved. We're scared, Paul. This is not how we thought salvation would look. We are going to keep being church for now. We aren't giving up. But we are scared and a little confused, and we'd love for you to visit as soon as you can and help us understand. We know you're busy, Paul, and if you can't come visit right away, that's okay. But please, send us some kind of instructions or guidance, pretty much anything you've got, because... Having faith is hard. We know we believe in Jesus, but we're still sad, and we would like some hope. Yours truly, the Church in Thessalonica. Okay, so I wrote that, not the Thessalonians. You probably figured that out. We don't actually know what the Church in Thessalonica wrote to Paul. We only know how Paul replied. But his reply made it in the Bible, and we call it 1 Thessalonians. It is, from what we can tell, the earliest written document in the New Testament. So it gives us a sense of what was on the mind of the first generation of Christians. And it turns out, what was on their mind was they were worried about dying. While hundreds of people had seen Jesus after his resurrection and before his ascension into heaven, none of those people were in Thessalonica. The Thessalonian church was far from Jerusalem, and when St. Paul planted it, he taught the new Christians that they were living in a sort of in-between time. See, Jesus had, been, had died and been raised up, had walked among them once again, and then ascended. But, Paul taught, Jesus would be coming again in glory and wonder to bring about a final act of reconciliation that would make all things right problem was, Paul had no idea how long they'd have to wait for that second coming. And neither did his new church. So they were waiting. Like, maybe Paul meant Jesus is coming back next Wednesday, and I won't have to pay my water bill or worry about the dishes. And honestly, maybe Paul did mean that. It certainly seems, based on some of the things Paul wrote, that he thought Jesus would be back within his lifetime. The expectation of many early Christians was that they'd believe in Jesus, and then he'd show up and keep them from dying and make everything better right there and then, and their troubles would be over. And of course, that did not happen. The people of the Thessalonian church must have been scared. It's clear they were confused about how Jesus was helping them if people were dying and their lives were still hard. It's clear they were dismayed not to have actually seen Jesus at this point. And they wondered if they ever would. It's also clear that they still loved their community and wanted it to be okay. 
this in-between time was wearing on them, though. We know how they felt, don't we? This is an in-between time, and it is making us all really uncomfortable. We want our faith to make everything better. We want Jesus' salvation to be immediate and to take away our suffering. That's not how salvation works, of course. It's not how salvation has ever worked, but we keep dreaming of it. And I don't really blame us. We are in the midst of radical change and uncertainty, and it's scary and painful. We are still sorting through the trauma of the last 18 months. And, contrary to what some would have us believe, the pandemic isn't over. The pandemic isn't over. The pandemic isn't over. We know that it will be someday, but we don't know who, will, who we will be or what our lives will look like in that time. That wears on us. This week, our presiding bishop, the Most Reverend Michael Curry, in a sermon to the bishops of the Episcopal Church, called this moment in our shared life a quote-unquote narthex moment. Narthex, you see, is a fancy church word. It means the lobby of a church. It's the place people pass through before heading into or out of the church. It's the transition space. Bishop Curry said we are living in a narthex moment between the world we knew and whatever is being born. And as usual, he gets it. Jesus hasn't come back, at least not in that second coming magnificence with trumpets and angels and clouds sort of way. Paul tells us not to worry, though. Rather, Paul says, keep being community. In this in-between time, in this narthex moment, Paul tells the church to encourage one another and build each other up as you've already been doing. This is how we see Jesus here and now. This is how we live in hopeful expectation. We do it together. We build this community. None of this looks like the way we thought it would. But has it ever? If we wait for Jesus to make it all better before we step out in love, we will never step out in love. If we wait for the church to get back to normal before we commit ourselves to it again, we will never commit. But friends, we are still a community. We are still a church. We still belong to each other. And our marching orders are still the same as they've always been, the same as they were at the founding of the church itself, to bear one another's burdens, to love one another as we love ourselves, to pray and sing and worship and recognize God's loving presence everywhere. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is very present in this world. God is here and working. Christ's power can be seen and experienced here and now. The way we take care of each other, the way we serve this world, that's how we'll know it. That's how we'll see God. This has been When Love Shows Up, a podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer. 
From Cincinnati, Ohio, the queen of the Midwest, the crown jewel of the Buckeye State, this is Philip Duvall. Remember, you are blessed, and you are a blessing. Thank you for listening.